Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Darren. You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. And so the coach laughed at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. How about that? <laughs> How about that, Rick Regan? Welcome. It's game day, baby. Yay. <laughs> the Scotia North Division getting ready to kick off uh, round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs today. Amanda Ruler. Hi. Welcome thanks. welcome back. <laughs> I missed you so much. <laughs> I know. Me too. So, so much. When I came in, I gave him a big hug and embraced, and I just haven't seen you in forever. It's been way too long. That's the pandemic. I know. And it's and it's hard because you can't see people. And we're still in that part where we can't go to restaurants. And oh, I know. I'm missing that. I know. That social interaction, those events, I really, I miss it. Well, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Thanks for being here. Uh, and uh, good morning to you uh, on a game day. John Ohm, I'm not going to, I don't play with the toys like Rod does. In <laughs> uh, Paul, we trust. Go Jets, go on a Jets game day. Um, so we're good with Paul Maurice today. I mean, three weeks ago, we weren't good with him, but we're good with him today. Uh, John's got the blue hair on. If you got a blue hair on, uh, text the picture to the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. Show us your game day morning, whether you're an Oilers fan, whether you're a Jets fan, whether you're a Habs or Leafs fan that's frustrated because you got to wait another day before the playoffs start. Uh, Jay is watching or listening from Winnipeg. Go Jets. I got my Jets shirt on. Uh, but hey, to be fair, and Dustin Nielsen's coming on today. We do have the Oilers swag. We'll get the cup right out front. So we got some Oilers represented here as well. Jacques Dupuy says, go Edmonton, go. Coach is watching our friend Drew from the Off the Hustle podcast and the newest head coach of the Pilot Butte Storm, Junior B, by the way. Congrats, Drew. On that, he's watching this morning. And uh, Wayne on Facebook, looking forward to the big game tonight between the Oilers and the Jets. I know you probably haven't watched a lot of the playoffs, but are you excited at least that it's playoff time? Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for all sports right now because it's been so long and I've been craving a lot of it. So it's an exciting time. Okay. Have you seen the crowds in the U.S.? A little bit, and it's making me kind of craving to go to an event and a little, can I say, jealous? I know. Because I can't be there. And and that's what I thrive on is I love being in events. And you guys know that I, I do host. I do game day hosting. So I thrive off that energy, and I wish I could be there. Oh. So that's my stance. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. So uh, good morning to everybody. I know, Jennifer, we put this here because I know you were going to watch it today. So we made sure we got the Oilers uh, right up front. 
And uh, I'm not a Jets or an Oilers fan, but I got the gear. It looks really great. So uh, it's game day. We're really, really excited. But Mm -hmm. we're going to get to that today because on the program, we've got Alan May uh, joining us. He'll he'll be here to recap the Capitals and Bruins and update us on that series that maybe we're not paying as as close of attention to as we're we're going to with these uh, games in the North. Dustin Nielsen from TSN Radio in Edmonton. He'll be along here in uh, early hour two. And uh, Josh Donnelly from the U of R Rams will be by to talk a little U Sports football and see where, where they're at. So that will be great. Dustin will help us uh, break this down. And uh, I believe, um, is it Reynolds or Jamie Thomas tomorrow, Clark? Yeah, Sean Reynolds uh, will be by to break down this game tomorrow morning. So that will be great. But uh, let's go to the quick six show topics because there's more than hockey this morning, Jordan. <laughs> Much more than hockey. Number one, uh, Jets-Oilers game day. We'll get to that. Point two, NHL playoffs recap. Tampa, Pittsburgh, Vegas, all winning last night. Um, That was awesome. Um, That Tampa and Florida series has been so good. And Tampa's so opportunistic. Um, their ability to just, you know, be hemmed in their zone. Florida will take it to them. They'll play well, control the boards, wear them down, and then all of a sudden, bang, two-on-one, you got to go. Or bang, pow, you know, break away to point. And they're so good on the special teams, but it's still a really tight series, and I see, I see it going a long ways. Um, and we'll get to these games a little deeper. So that was fun. And then watching the Vegas nightcap last night, I know Rod was watching that. Uh, we talked on the phone last night when it was still scoreless. Um, I was doing a, a podcast in St. Louis last night with, uh, with Joe Hamilton, and the, it was the Crunch Time podcast. And so I went on that at the intermission of the uh, second period of the Tampa-Florida game, and I'm like, perfect, Joe. You <laughs> caught me in the intermission. It's great. I won't miss the third period. And, of course, no, we went like an hour because we just clicked like this. We went an hour. So when it was done, I, I talked to Rod on the phone. He's like, you didn't miss anything. Tampa won, but it's still scoreless in the game, the Vegas game, so you're good. That's my favorite thing about you is you can multitask. Well. Like no other. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. So that was cool. And the game was fun. Um, Mini with, with Dumba getting that shot to go up one nothing, And then Marcia so scored back right away. And then Chandler Sevison. Uh, had the, the, the clincher to make it 3-1. So that was really fun. Vegas is back in that series. So that's point two. Point three is the Bo Levi Mitchell comments yesterday. And I don't know if you saw these, but he was on with Bob McCowan and John Shannon on McCowan's podcast. Um, and he was talking about where the CFL needs to go and the direction it needs to go in. And it makes me, un- like I'm squirming in my chair. It makes me uncomfortable because Bo... Bo, we're singing from the same hymn book. Like, like when did we become like this? We're <laughs> I know. Like, this is not right. It's not right. Did you see the comments? I did. I Sorry, I had read it on, um, uh, three, on three Down. down. Three Down Nation. Yeah, yeah. On Three Down Nation. I checked it out. And that's exactly how I was feeling, too. Yeah. Exactly. So I understand where he's coming from. And it's so, I think, amazing to hear from someone inside the league saying that out loud it's almost like something that's almost taboo to say you know we need a new generation we need to appeal to a younger audience and this is something we've been saying for a really really long time they need to survive and everyone in this town needs it everyone in Canada needs it how do we make that happen oh I know so to paraphrase and to summarize what Bo Levi said on the podcast you know he talked about 
an older generation of fans and a disconnect with the younger generation. He says, well, you know, going around Calgary, he sees you know, one or two vehicles with the Calgary Stampeders logo on the window, and it's all an older generation and no young people following the team. And you know, he talked about what the NFL does well with the video games and the betting and on and on to engage a younger demographic, and the CFL's not doing that. And he says, you know, and, you know we can't be scared of joining the XFL or looking to, at other ways to grow the game. But he did say he loves the game and the hundred year history and everything else is wonderful. And he said, we need to protect the game, but we need to look at ways to grow. And if we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to stay the same. So I think that's, it's amazing, but Bo, we're on the same page. We're speaking the same language, yeah. um, whether we like each other or not. And not that I, I don't have anything with Bo Rod does, but He's right. He's so right. And I know it is scary for a lot of these people that are in charge. I know it's an older generation. It's an all it's an all boys club. And that's why I want to push myself in the CFL to help make a change. Like even with social media, they could be utilizing Twitch more. And I know that sounds crazy, but the in the NFL, there's a lot of NFL guys that are on Twitch streaming video games, and that is appealing to a younger crowd. And I know some people are asking, what is that? What's going on? What, yeah. what is Twitch? But that is the problem. We need to appeal to that younger crowd. TikTok, Twitch. We need to do something different. We need to get them out in the community a little bit more to help with um, fundraisers. Just more stuff. Yeah. And it needs to come from maybe a younger mind, a younger mindset. I hate to say that, guys, but that's my stance on it. I agree. And... Yeah, I mean, he's right. And those NFL players, they get to play themselves in a video game. They get to follow along on social media, the fantasy sports. So that's where Bo is going, and it's making news across the Canadian Football League where the players are at. Uh, Nicholas, watching on YouTube, where is Rod Peterson? Well, Rod is away this week. He'll be back Tuesday. We don't have a show Monday because of the long weekend. He's back on Tuesday. Rod is not on vacation. Rod is working on... His other business, which is the recovery coaching side. If you don't know, Rod is a sober coach and a recovery coach, and he's working on upgrading a certification. He's in a conference, and that's happening every morning throughout this week. So he'll check in from time to time, and actually, it's not on my quick six, and I didn't even tell these guys. The ultra update, if we can, we've got comments from Rod on this whole CFL news and everything that's going on that we're going to get to here in the quick six. We're going to have Rod's comments coming up a little later on in the ultra update. So stay tuned for that. We'll get some thoughts from Rod. Uh, Mike Blackbird's watching. Yes. Twitch is going to be the new platform for leagues, especially minor and amateur sports. You need to adapt. Absolutely. Um, But moving on, point four, Bob Young leftovers. If you remember yesterday, Bob Young, the the caretaker, the owner of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, coming out saying the CFL is going to play and guaranteeing that the Tiger Cats are going to play football this season. There's the tweet from yesterday from Bob Young. He said, even if the other teams aren't going to play, we are going to play. And my summary on that yesterday was, this looks a lot like Bob Young's going rogue. Like, yep. they were around the boardroom table, and, you know, we don't have a date, and we haven't released a schedule, although I'm sure that they have all seen versions of it. And you've got owners who want to play, like Bob Young, saying, we want to play. I'm ready to pay to play. Let's go. And they're like, no, nah, we don't want to play. We're not consensus. There's no unanimous decision here. And it feels like Bob Young went rogue and said, 
fine, I'm going to social media. I want to play. So when they say we're not going to play and we finally cancel the season, I want you to know, Canadian football fans, that I love you and I wanted to play. And the Thai Cats wanted to play. So we're not the ones holding it back. That's how it felt to me. Because we know Bob Young loves the Canadian Football League. And he's such a great part of the Canadian Football League. But Mark um, Godey, and I hope I pronounced that right, he's the CEO of the Red Blacks, of the Ottawa Sports Group that owns the team. And he doubled down on the comments and said, we're with you. We're with you. We want to play too. So now we've got two. It only takes one. It takes one person to speak out and make it known because that's courage. That's brave to be able to go out there and put your opinion out there because not everybody's going to like it. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And I just wanted to pull something else up here, but you've got two. Yeah. And Scott Moe, the premier of Saskatchewan, saying we may have full stadiums by the end of the summer. And then Craig Dickinson replying to the three down tweet saying, I believe we're going to play in August. Mm-hmm. You got three. You see, when we talk about this on a da- daily basis, I know it feels sometimes negative, like we're piling on the Canadian Football League or, you know, when we're doubtful they're going to play. And you'll, you'll see in Rod's commentary coming up later on, you know, he still is on the belief that I'll believe it when I see it. And so will I. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to plan my summer around the Canadian Football League yet. But things change quickly, really quickly. And we don't live in the same world we lived in yesterday or two weeks ago or a month ago, right? And a month from now, things could look completely different, right? So I'm starting to be turned a little bit by these owners, which I wouldn't have believed would ever be the case, right? We (laughs) kind of hammered on them a little bit, but they haven't played, so... I think we've been fair, but now Bob Young, now Mark in Ottawa, that's two, Craig Dickinson, right? We haven't heard from Craig Reynolds on this, but Craig, but Craig Dickinson's three, mm-hmm. right? Who's going to be four? Four turns to five. Now you've got a majority. And then all of a sudden, and it's public pressure too, now we'll know the guys who are behind the scenes saying, we don't want to spend the money. We don't want to spend the money. We'll know them. And will the public pressure be enough for them to say, fine, I'll spend the money? The PR, would that be enough to say, fine, I'll spend the money? This just got really interesting over the last 24 hours. Exactly. It's making me hopeful, to be honest. Do you think they'll play? Yeah, now I do. I mean, obviously, I was questioning it, and it's hard to work. So I work with a few of the CFL athletes, and me just even asking them, like, what do you think? They have no idea. They have no idea, and that hurts me trying to help them. Sorry, I am a speed uh, coach, and I help prepare some of the CFL athletes for the season, and how can I help them when they don't know if there's going to be a season? But stuff like this makes them more hopeful and wanting to train and wanting to get better because, okay, now I can play. Now I'm not stuck in this limbo universe, and as an athlete, I have been stuck there as well. There's no competitions for me, especially no in-person competitions for me for Olympic lifting, but these guys, I really, really feel for them. There's a lack of motivation for training, um, and it's hard to get them there and ready to go, but now... People are saying, you know what, let's go. Let's make this happen. They're ready. They're like, you know what, let's amp it up. Let's, let's get return to play. Let's get going. Let's play. Man, they're fired up in the comments section too. John Ohm says, Bob, 
Bob Young, is a great owner for the CFL. He could single-handedly pay the bills in the CFL. But it's, it's not a charity yet. But, yes, Wayne Grolo, good for Bob Young. We need, we need more owners showing where they stand. You know, if he does it on his own, now Mark steps up. You got two, Craig, three. You start getting more and more guys on board. It works. If Bob says it, nobody backs him up. He's kind of going rogue against the group, and it doesn't come off that well. But, hey, this is starting to trend in the right direction, at least in the short term. But, hey, it still may go the other way. Uh, Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg's really pumped that you're here, by the way, Amanda. He says, OMG. Awesome. It's Amanda. <laughs> Woohoo. So there you I'm go. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, it's been so long since I've been on the show, and I really, really missed it. And I'm happy that I'm here and I'm able to be here in person. Because last time you had me talking about um, wrestling. Yes. Remember? WWE, yes. But on, I was at home, so I wasn't able to be here. That's right. Uh, what do we got here in the comments section? Um, Jeff the Stamps. I would say all points to that being the root of it at Leaps. Perhaps it's morphed into more. What's he talking about? I'm not really sure. I don't know. Um, Larry Dye. On Facebook says, let's go with a six team season. Well, that won't happen. It, it has to be all or nothing. Yeah. But we're starting to see things turn a little bit, and we'll see if the pressure continues to build on that. Lauren Smith, uh, the privately owned CFL teams have been wanting to play all along. The publicly owned teams have made the same commitments or haven't made the same commitments. I don't know. I might think it might be the opposite. Because the privately owned teams are the real businessmen. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who don't really want to lose money. I would think, again, not being in those boardroom meetings, I really don't know. I know we're running out of time here in the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Um, point five, Montreal Canadiens allowing 2,500 fans in the building by May 28th. Next week, they're allowing 2,500 fans, which is about 12% of capacity of the, uh, of the arena, which is the biggest in the National Hockey League. That would be game six of the Leafs and, and Habs first round series, if they go that far. And it prompted a statement, um, which is point six by the Montreal Alouettes, at the Alouettes, uh, are very encouraged by the announcements made by the provincial government on Tuesday, which are uh, consequent with the ongoing discussions the organization has had with the public health officials these past weeks. Since the presence of a certain number of fans in the stands is essential for the Alouettes to return to play, today's announcement is a step in the right direction, con- considering that the team's first game in Montreal would most likely be in September. It goes without saying the organization is also extremely happy that youngsters will be able to practice their favorite team sport once again. That's from the Montreal Alouettes. 2,500 fans. That's big. That's huge. The Alouettes doubling down saying they're, they're playing supposedly in September, so that's a little sneak peek into the schedule. Man. There's a lot to chew on here, but we're out of time in the warm-up. Alan May is in next. We're back to hockey for a look back at last night's action in the National Hockey League, and we'll take a look back uh, on what's going on in the Capitals and Bruins series with Alan May. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show here on Rod's Week Off on Game Plus TV, Facebook, and YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 
Hey everybody, Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what, a couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld, it's sleek, there are no cords, it's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit, I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh, Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. It's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're gonna You want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm -hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps, Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back to the Rod Peterson Show. It's Rod's week off. So uh, Darren DuPont here, Amanda Rulers joined us here for a Wednesday coffee get-together. Caliber Coffee is hot and ready to roll on a Oilers and Jets game day. Game one, Scotia North Division gets rolling. Um, do you guys want to do that picture of John Ohm right now before we get Alan Mayne, or do you want to do it after? We'll, we'll do it after. Thanks. John sent in the photo. Blue hair. So we're going to show you that in a little bit. We're going to get to this Oilers uh, and uh, Jet Series. But it's also game day for the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. And that's where we uh, go now to Alan May from NBC Sports. Uh, good morning, Alan. How are you? <laughs> I got bedhead, but I'm doing good. <laughs> hey, it looks amazing. You got the track suit on. I went with the same, uh, the same thing this morning. Are you in Boston for game three then at the hotel? No, you know what? With the travel protocols, none of the broadcasters with the teams have traveled all season long. So you're, you're only at this, the buildings when you're in, when it's a home game. So it's, uh, it's completely different. It so, feels so bizarre right now, once again. But I'm just happy we're playing. We're really no. happy that we've got these games on and it's kind of a normal year right now as, as far as hockey months and everything. Absolutely. So what was the atmosphere like in Washington for the first couple of games? You were in the building. Well, absolutely rabid. And, you know, people have been dying to get out and cheer for their teams. And, you know, they, it's a lot better. And I think people are cheering louder. And then you looks, mix a little bit of the arena noise that we've all heard in the broadcast throughout. And it's actually added to a, a, an insane atmosphere. And 
I can, I'm kind of jealous of what they're doing down in Carolina. It looks like whatever the rules are down there, they're kind of manipulated them. So they've got 12,000 people in the building, but they're all in the lower bowl below the suite levels. And it's a hard place to play normally. Uh, I can't imagine right now with the black curtain up top, the noise in there. It, to me, it's been one of the loudest arenas in memory. When we played in the playoffs a couple seasons back, I was yelling, and you get the noise-canceling headphones, your microphone. I was literally yelling to be overheard on the broadcast. And uh, you, you just feel the energy. It was just a bouncing off. You could feel it in your feet. So I, it's, they've got a huge advantage right now. That advantage might get them all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm with you. It might. I mean, it just gives you chills to watch it. What's the capacity in Washington right now? I think we're 5,333 uh, so, for a couple more weeks. Yeah. yeah. So what happens... Like, what's it, so is it going to go up to 12, like to try and match? Or where well, is it going to go? Well, with us right now, I, I think on June 11th, the mayor here is kind of like the prime minister of Washington, D.C., basically. She's got her own country, or, or appears to think she does. And uh, <laughs> she said June 11th, everything's 100%. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a bias towards, you know, the, sport, the sporting events that are in there. The Washington Wizards are still in the playoffs right now. We're in the playoffs. And if the Capitals can get to the second round and get to that point, it's going to be at least half of the, the crowd, you know, the fans. And then it's going to be a matter of who wants to go, who's going to, you know, everyone seems to be vaccinated in my world anyways, down here in the United States, wherever I, you know, whether I'm between Texas where I live or here in DC, um, everyone that I know is vaccinated. So it, it'll be interesting where we go with all that. But if it goes to hundred percent, I think the players are going to absolutely love it. And the physical play that we've seen in this series, and I heard Boston's going hundred percent capacity June 1st. Uh, it could be some wild, wild games because the, the players, they get a lot of juice from the fans. And, you know, I, I think they now realize how important it is to have your crowd in, in the buildings and uh, how much you gain off of it. And, and who doesn't like to be that at a playoff uh, performance in any sport and, and, you know, sold out. And, you know, the fans, I think the American fans kind of they, they give it a little bit more beers, a little bit cheaper down here. They get after it. Uh, <laughs> And you know it, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, kind of like back home, but it's uh, it's it's a whole different world down here at the sporting events. It's pretty cool. Oh, I bet, I bet. And if you know, watching or just studying, you know, human behavior in this pandemic has kind of taught me anything. You won't have a problem <laughs> finding people to fill the building. You won't. They'll go, and that'll be awesome. Um, Nelson Vo's watching our content creator, and he's got a, one of my questions, too, um, if we'll get into the hockey now. I want to get to Craig Anderson here in a second, but he's asking about Ilya Samsonov um, and the situation in goal there. Do you think there's a chance he comes back? What's the situation right now? Because we haven't heard much, if anything. Well, he, I wouldn't play him tonight, and I don't think he will play tonight. And with Samsonov, he kind of came into the season somewhat out of shape. His conditioning wasn't where they wanted him. And, you know, last year he had, the, you know, he had an uh, ATV accident during the offseason. Then he missed, you know, the summer hockey or <clears throat> Stanley Cup playoffs in August and September. He missed all of that. He gets on the ice here. He was training, and but he wasn't in the type of condition that they wanted. It took a while, and then he goes on the COVID list. He was gone six weeks when he went on the COVID protocol list. He went six weeks between games, uh, came back, looked all right. But not all the way. His conditioning still wasn't there. And just as he started to look really good, you know, he breaks team protocol. And then, you know, the contact tracing, all of that allegedly is why he was out. So apparently he didn't have COVID a second time. But he just gets back on the ice. I think it was Sunday. I mean, you know, it was a non-game day. He gets back on the ice. So there, I don't think you can play him. You know, the goaltenders now, 
in the National Hockey League, most people wouldn't believe what goes on with the training and conditioning of the goaltenders. It's bizarre. And I know I was always a fitness freak my entire life. And I played, when I first got to the NHL, there were a lot of beer bellies from hanging out the lake and drinking beer, water skiing, playing golf every day for a lot of the older guys. And, you know, you'd have two-a-days to, you know, guys would go in there and burn fat. And there was a reason that training camps were so awful back then because guys were dropping 30, 40, and sometimes, like, say, 50 pounds to get in shape. Now you're expected to be in tip-top condition all season long. All these guys are, are built like kind of bulkier tennis players. They're not like when I played, the, you know, the guys were built like Vs and had the little legs. Now it's all legs and core. But you get to the goaltenders in this long-winded explanation, and they just get pummeled like you wouldn't believe. And then if you had Mitch Korn ever in your organization, it's a whole other level what they do in the on-ice training. And I know any goaltender that I played with, with say the exception of Bill Ranford throughout my career, uh, junior all the way through the different levels of pro, would be on the IR after one training session on the ice, the way goalies train now. And pe- people have a hard time to believe, but what they do with the medicine balls and everything on the ice, and, and you know, being down in your, you know, in your crouch position, your butterfly going side to side for a half hour nonstop, uh, the conditioning's phenomenal and, and it's tough, it's hard. And I don't think Sam Sonoff is anywhere near there yet. Now, saying that, I don't know if he trained at home, if you got a bike, if you got a treadmill to keep the cardio levels going. Um, Hopefully he did, because um, you're not allowed to do any of that. He wasn't allowed to the facilities, um, but hopefully he did that. And if he did, he'll be closer to say, I go with Anderson. You continue to roll with Anderson until he, if he falters. The other night, I don't think he faltered. He had 48 shots uh, stop. You know, he stopped 44 of them. Oh, yeah. And there was way too many high-grade, high-danger, point-blank chances that should have been in that. So I say you stick with him. And that if Samsonov is ready, if he doesn't look like he's going to fatigue, then you can throw him in, maybe game four, game five. But right now I go with Craig Anderson tonight. Well, and how about that, right? You just talked about the young players, and they're always in shape. But it's Mike Smith tonight for Edmonton, and it's Craig Anderson turning back the clock for Washington. And, you know, the the text messages that came into the show or the tweets that came in, you know, from fans who maybe don't follow the Capitals as closely as you do, obviously – saying that's where Craig Anderson is, hey, when he comes into into net halfway through that game. But he's looking like Craig Anderson of old. Well, his attitude, think of it. He he didn't get to train in Canada. The the restrictions that they had, he lives in that Ottawa region. He wasn't able to get on the ice. So when he got down here, he'd maybe been on the ice once or twice after he signed just a tryout agreement. So he wasn't guaranteed anything. And they knew they had to get him in shape. They they had a long-term plan because, you know, we had Henrik Lundqvist, I was hoping Henrik Lundqvist was going into his third game tonight in the class when it all started. What a story that would have been. But Craig gets here. Uh, he goes into two. He, first game, he, he goes in relief. And then it was during that situation with Samsonov out the first time. And then finally, after I forget how many starts that Vanacek had in a row, they, they give Craig a start and kick some ass. So he gets, he gets two full games. He got uh, a week ago, Saturday, I guess, whatever it was, the against the, the second last regular season game against the Flyers. And he came in and was phenomenal. And then, uh, so two, two games of regular season, two periods in relief during the regular season. And he was on the taxi squad almost the entire time playing three-on-three hockey. And his attitude, he's here without his family. He's living in, I, I think, uh, like a, a residence inn or something like that. Um, you, know, get, you can walk around here a little more. You can actually go out and eat. Um, but still, it's got to be tough. And... You know what? His attitude was great, and I guess he'd go out in the three-on-three games one day, and he'd say, "Today I'm a stand-up goalie. I'm going 1970s goalie style, Pete Peters." 
And then uh, the next day he'd be a flopper like Kelly Haruti. So he was having fun with it, keeping his body ready. The guys love him. His attitude's impeccable. Uh, so he's a feel-good story. And I'm hoping that he can get himself another win here and keep this team rolling because the Boston Bruins got a lot of firepower. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. But before we let you go, and, and questions are coming in here because Canadian sports fans are seeing these crowds in the U.S. and they're instantly looking ahead and saying we're going to be at a massive disadvantage when we get to the Final Four. Well, we're not going to be traveling across the border, right? What are we hearing about what the NHL is planning for the Final Four? Well, first of all, the teams up there have to stay COVID-free. And they've got to continue to stick to it. And I know Canada's going through hell right now. And there's no, nowhere near enough vaccinations and vaccinated people. And it, it, that, to me, is incredibly sad. And, uh, you know, especially down here, I could fly to Texas and go anywhere and get a shot right now if I needed one. Uh, you could find, go on my phone and then an app and find anywhere to go and, and get one. And I can pick and choose between what backs I want. So you have that. What what will happen, I do believe, is that the American team, the Canadian teams are going to have to come south of the border and maybe stay south of the border. Um, you know, the, the protocols that the NHL has displayed have been incredible. And, you know, I don't know how it creeps into your teams, but, you know, people do go home, their families, you know, if they go to the grocery, I don't know how people are getting it when they get it. You know, there's no exact science to that. But I have a feeling the Canadian teams... Uh, if anything happens in the next couple of rounds with any breakouts, they'll just come down here. They'll be able to get vaccinated. Uh, they're not jumping any lines if they do so. Uh, but it's going to be because America, you're going to come in on your flight. You stay on your bus. It's going to be completely disinfected. It's going to be a healthy environment. You're going to go to your hotel, stay in your room, eat in your room, get on the bus, go to the arena, limit your contact, and you're going to get the hell out of there as soon as the games are <laughs> over. So right now I would expect, that the Canadian teams will not be playing at home in the third round. I, right now, I would say that's the way it goes because anything I'm, I quit watching the news and, and reading I know. It about uh, last June, I was so sick of what was going on down here. Um, so I'm kind of behind on all this. So I get all my information from people within the NHL. And so that's, that's where I'm going with that. And uh, I think it'd be kind of cool if the Edmonton Oilers say came out of Canada and they got to set up home shop in Dallas. It pro- you know, playing in front of 12, 15,000 people, getting to watch McDavid and Dreisaitl. That'd be it awesome. could be pretty amazing. Not yeah. that they're hot, hotbeds. I say put them in Palm Springs or put them in Phoenix because you'd have enough Canadians down there to fill the building anyway. It'd be perfect. Hey, you know, my, neighborhood, my neighborhood in Dallas has a lot of people that came down on the tech boom in, in the 90s from uh, eastern Canada. I won't hold that against them, but there, there are a lot of hockey fans on there. And, and Connor McDavid, I think people would go in. The arena can be kept closed for the most part. It yep. can be really cold and chilly, and they, they could do a pretty good job. You know, they had they pulled it off during the summer, last summer, and I just think that uh, y- there's a way to do this, and people would go to the games. And Connor McDavid, they could, they could sell that. People want to do things. They want to get back. We're getting closer down here, so much closer to our real lives. And we're safe, you know, the people that we care about, that we're not going to get them sick. So I, I hope we get back up there. Hopefully, to tell me, wouldn't a Canadian team, instead of playing an empty building, wouldn't they have fun if they were, saying based out of a Even Buffalo. And you sell, but Buffalo would sell out. And I think people would go across the border and take their chances with quarantine to watch their, if it was to say the Leafs coming out of there. I think they'd take that chance. And uh they take the, the two-week hit of being locked up in their bedroom when they got back home. They'd gladly take it to see some you know, third-round playoff action if they could ever get there. 
Absolutely they would. I can't wait. Alan, it's been a blast. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy game day. We'll be watching. See you guys. Thanks. All right. Alan May from NBC Sports and the Washington Capitals broadcast. We'll take a timeout. We'll unpack that and a sports update on the other side. Rod Peterson show on Rod's week off here on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook and YouTube Live and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. The University of Regina Rams Online 50-50 is live, and it's open throughout Saskatchewan. So if you're not here, call somebody in the rectangle and get them to buy your 50-50 tickets. The grand total is approaching $10,000. The Regina Rams Football Club continues to be self-funded through fundraising efforts and sponsorships. Honoring all 2021 scholarships to 95 student-athletes and equipping them with new equipment year over year. Visit RaginaRams.com and RaginaRams5050.com to purchase your tickets as we move on through the day. More of your comments coming in. Mike Horgan watching on YouTube says, why would it take two weeks just to watch the Leafs play in Buffalo? LOL. This show is hilarious even when it's not trying to be. Well, quarantine, right? Yeah. I think Alan's talking about Torontonians going across the border to Buffalo, watching the Leafs play, and then coming home. Because you have right? to quarantine. You have to. That's what he's talking about. That's so what's just, going on. Yeah. When you come home, you have to quarantine. Tacona Pally's taking a shot at uh, <laughs> uh, Ford in uh, Toronto there. Why are golf courses open in Buffalo? LOL. Maybe, the, maybe Torontonians are going down to Buffalo to play golf. I'm not sure. I don't think. A round of golf's not worth two-week quarantine. No, not at all. But that would be the case. Uh, our intern, Rachel, thinks the Leafs would basically have a home crown at Buffalo. They probably would, um, and Leaf fans are everywhere. I like the idea of just, we'll create this adopt-a-team program, and everybody will put in their application, Dallas, Phoenix, Buffalo, all of these locations to say, okay, we want your team, and here's why. These are all the Canadians that signed up to buy tickets. That could be fun. Yeah. If you were in Phoenix or L.A. or one of these, you know, locations that have an arena, you'd go, would you go to the game? A hundred percent. I'd go right now. I'm so, dying to go. <laughs> I know. So I think there'd be enough fans um, in the building. Clark, do you, you, do you want to just go? I'm, yeah, I'm You're good? Producer Clark got trapped in the <laughs> cafeteria, the lounge area, and the way uh, in the commercial break. Um, John Olm on Facebook. Yeah. So he's hanging out on the couch. Just, yeah, a little bit. Um, where's John Ohm's comment? There would, uh, trust me, there would be 10,000 Winnipeg Jet fans doing the same thing, traveling down to watch your team play and then just sucking up the two-week quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, William May says Seattle for the Oilers. Yeah, where would you want your team to play in the States and where would you travel to to watch them play? And would you stay for two weeks or a week to 10 days to uh, watch a playoff series. That's interesting because we're all wondering what's going to happen with the, uh, the final four. Um, I know Clark's not back there, but guys, are you ready for the ultra update? I heard a yes. All right. So just before we get there, 
Uh, Rod's away this week. He's doing some recovery training and certification so he can continue to evolve and uh, help more people. So we wanted to bring in um, his comments today. We have to do the Ultra Update. So the Ultra Update comes from Rod. It's his commentary for the day, and it's a great look back on what's happened over the last 24 to 48 hours in the Canadian Football League. And uh, it's 80 seconds long, so we'll fit this in because we've got three minutes till the break. So knock yourself out. There it is. Tuesday proved to be quite a fairly positive day for Canadian sports. It began with Hamilton Tiger Cats owner Bob Young taking to Twitter using the term silly to describe a report by Sportsnet's Arash Madani that the 2021 CFL season is still in jeopardy. The man who calls himself the caretaker said, of course there will be a season. That certainly got CFL fans and players alike very excited, but Rod's still in the camp of... I'll believe it when I see it. Bob's a good man, and he didn't get to where he is by being a liar. However, lots of good leaders are also good people. But they've been totally wrong when it comes to a return to play in the pandemic. But then later in the day, news came down from both the Montreal Canadiens and Quebec government that the hockey team will be allowing 2,500 fans for a home playoff game next week against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That represents 12% of Bell Centre's capacity, which is the largest arena in the NHL. The CFL's Montreal Alouettes issued a statement upon hearing this and saying they're encouraged and don't expect to kick off their home schedule in September until September. So who knows what the COVID situation will be by then. This was all great until we heard the same time as the Montreal news, one of the country's top doctors was telling a news conference in Ontario that crowds at sporting events across Canada weren't being seriously considered at this time. If there was ever a case of the left hand not knowing what the right was doing, this is it. But it's largely positive as vaccination news across the country and particularly with our neighbors in Alberta and Manitoba continue to do really well. I blew it, but there's more. I think it was just two months ago that Rod made the declaration that he's not holding anyone to their word as far as predictions and projections go because they've seen the leaders proven wrong so many times over the past 15 months, and that's not even their fault. So... When it comes to the CFL kicking off in August, or even a fans attending Habs games, it remains, I'll believe it when I see it. So, there you go. Your original 16 Ultra update. Original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol, taste without compromise. There you go. We'll get to more of your comments coming up uh, In the viewer takeover segment next, this is the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off here on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Game Plus TV, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. I think Mick's watching on Twitter and from the cheap seats in Toledo. Says, dupes, breathe. Yeah, Rod didn't write that with the commentary in mind or with the 80-second sports update in mind, so I was hustling. And I still couldn't get it all in in time. So if I went so fast and you didn't figure it out, let me recap what Rod said. You know, he said it was tremendously optimistic. He'll still believe it when he sees it. He talked about the country's top doctor saying at a news conference uh, that crowds at sporting events across Canada weren't being seriously considered at this time. But it appears largely positive. 
and vaccination rollouts are going really well across the country, especially in Alberta and Manitoba. So these are all great things. But people have been wrong before, and we're going to live in a different world a month from now than we do today. So Rod's saying, I'll still believe it when I see it, but it was a positive day. So that's to recap his thoughts on, on the commentary. Uh, to, the, to the NHL for a minute, I wanted to get the... Uh, Pittsburgh, New York recap from last night from our intern, intern Rachel. Big Pens fan, didn't you know? Um, and I'll try and summarize what I can from here because you've got a great update. Um, 50% capacity at uh, PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. Uh, 9,344 fans, so that was great. Um, and so technically, I guess you'd call that a sellout because that's all they're allowed to put in the building. So they've been rolling on that. Um, Tristan Jari, much better in the game. 37 saves for the Penguins, who won 2-1, evening the series at a game apiece. Uh, but Simeon Varlamov was good too. 43 saves for him on the Islanders' side. Um, but this was a really good game for, for Pittsburgh. Um, Brian Russ scored a goal. He had that bad penalty late where he closed his hand on the puck and threw it. But sometimes, hey, all you want to do is get that puck out and your brain goes to mush. And you know, Brian Russ is a good player. People make mistakes. Uh, no Evgeny Malkin again. But Jeff Carter was really good, and she went on to say that. He stepped up. And that second line for Pittsburgh was probably their best of the game. They played a lot last night. Um, so Jeff Carter, and she says, fun fact about Jeff Carter, in his first three seasons in the NHL, he played with Sammy Kapanen, and now over a decade later, he's playing with his son, Kasperi Kapanen in Pittsburgh. That is kind of funny. Um, and then she talks about Crosby's play. I mean, that was the only time Tristan Jari didn't look like Tristan Jari. He made a pretty good save, but it was an adventure. He didn't need to be flopping out of his crease like that. And it was a little bit of an adventure. The only real time he looked kind of uncomfortable. And then there's Crosby coming back into the crease to one hand to stick off the goal line and make a, just a tremendous defensive play. So Crosby's Crosby. Jari was looking pretty good, and uh, Pittsburgh is, uh, is the winner in tying that series up. Uh, in regards to where the NHL teams would play, Jeff the Stamps fan goes on to say, I would uh, go as far as Great Falls, Montana, to see the Flames play. It's not that far. So, and Chris Robinson on YouTube with a great question, Amanda, for you. Uh, he's got a question for you. What haven't you accomplished? What haven't I so accomplished? Oh, my goodness. You've accomplished so much. <laughs> Um, so much. Yeah. yeah. Good question. I haven't won Master Chef Canada. I is that on your list of things to do? No. What um, is on okay. your list of things to do? What's on the hit list? What's the? I've done quite a few things. If you guys know a lot about my background, but one of the main things I really want to push into is I want to shake things up in the CFL. I want to see more diversity, diversity with women. Um, I want to be a woman coach, a woman strength and conditioning coach, a woman speed coach, a woman positional coach in the CFL. I just see a lack of representation there, and I have the skills and the motivation. I work with CFL athletes right now, and I just think it would be huge to see a woman in that role, and I want to be one of the first women to do that. I, I can do it. I like, I am a lifter right now. I have all the qualifications. I don't even need to tell you guys that that's not even the point. I just want to see more diversification, especially we're seeing it in the NFL. And I love that. And I just want the CFL to maybe follow in that footsteps. And that's the next thing I want to accomplish because I haven't accomplished that is breaking those barriers of strong, independent women working with these amazing athletes and them listening to me and, and being great. And I've helped a lot of ma um, 
football athletes achieve their 40 times and make them a lot faster. And I can do that for these guys. And that's what I want to do. And I know that was a long winded <laughs> answer, but like, that's something that's I great. want to do. That's awesome. And you probably will because you crush everything else you'd <laughs> set your mind on with a goal. So good for you. Um, How about Cla- that? Our producer Clark on Facebook dropped in a comment about where you'd play a Canadian team. How about Grand Forks, North Dakota, where UND plays? That would be a pretty good hub. They're rabid hockey fans down there and uh, pretty close to Canada. So I think that would go, uh, I think that would go over really, really well. Tame Welker on Facebook is uh, sorry because he's late. Oh. It's $5. It's okay. The fine is uh, 5 bucks. But you're not late because we're going to go full deep on the Edmonton Oilers, the Winnipeg Jets in hour two. Dustin Nielsen will be along uh, to talk about that. So that's going to be great. Game day in the Scotia North Division, and we're going to break it down for the next hour. That's going to be fun. So stick around here on Facebook Live, Game Plus, YouTube, and Sports Talk at RodPeterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.